Welcome to Two Dads Against the World, where we take on the funny world we live in, one diaper change, one soccer practice, one homework assignment at a time. Yes, be part of the conversation as we chat about what it takes to face the world as we care for our families and communities. We will rant and we will laugh and we will all understand a bit more than we did before. Scotty, how are you doing? Really good, man. Good. I feel like I had a productive day. Is that the fumes? I, I saw the pictures you sent over. Is that the fumes talking to you? The the paint from the workshop? Oh, yeah. No, I, it was not a well-ventilated room. <laughs> and it, you know what? It pissed me off. The, the only thing that was a real wreck on the day was that my paint sphere that I yeah. use. It... Um, the the tip is uh, plugged and wasn't spraying properly, and I got some runs, and I was like pissed off about it, and I didn't have my other tip there to replace it with, and which makes me really mad because I'm one of those guys that really cleans my equipment really well mm-hmm. afterwards. So like I had the tip sitting in Varsol, really cleaned it out. I got the little the little brush thing right. that just, you know just kind of for the detail push the water in, yeah. and yep yep, and uh, yeah no it still sucks. But it's a pla- it was a plastic tip, so I'm gonna go to Home Depot. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go buy the fifty dollar mm-hmm. metal one, like the real good ones. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, you won't have that problem again. Get that as long as you clean the tip. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's too soon for the just, just the tip. Of is the that day. just too soon? Oh, it's it is. No, no, that is good. That is a good tip. Is, you got to clean your clean tip. your tip. That's just the tip. tip. <laughs> That's a bonus tip for you, everybody. That's a bonus tip. Um, yeah. Yeah. No. Hey. Well. Um. Today we're gonna actually. Uh, change it up a little bit i'm actually gonna ask you a few questions i i, I oh, but okay. i want to i want to um i want to get into it i saw this post on instagram you can follow us on instagram at two dads against the world look us up find scotty if you want to and he follows two dads against the world too um and, and the post is of course i hope i do well yeah i man that would be really really tough well i just i'm not i'm just not great at all this shit so like i i hope i am I, I think so. We're just not big enough to have somebody do it for us. I mean, if you want to do it for free right. and you love us that much, right. that you want to do our Instagram posts and social media for free, let me emphasize for free, I'll be more than happy to talk to you. <laughs> uh, hit us up on our website or through DM us on Instagram because we're really good at it. Um, no. So I saw this post yesterday and, and it, it kind of it made me think. So I don't know. We've kind of talked about it since the beginning of 2020. Where kind of the idea, let me, from 2020, because in November we started, we had that men's health, uh, mental health day regarding Movember. And it kind of, it yeah. kind of started resonating with some of our audience. Some people were asking about us, about it to us directly. And it was this idea that, you know what, let's, let's try to unlock first. I'm going to try to unlock myself. I've been working on some stuff. You've been working on some stuff. Well, mm-hmm. maybe as a collective, you know, guys and girls out there, let's try to just do one thing to improve where we are, to unlock who we really are versus just living day to day out of out of a mundane um, uh, routine. Don't just live life through routine. Live life with mm-hmm. some sort of purpose. And sometimes you got to discover what that is. Anyways, I'm reading this book yeah. about goals. Yeah. I'm reading this book about like, you know, Perhaps something that you're dreaming about is probably maybe what you're supposed to do. It's a little complicated. I'll get into that later. What's the book called? Yeah, you think I'd remember that. You think I'd become prepared for that. But let me just get it to you. It's guy. The, the author's Bob Goff, and it's called Dream Big. So, Dream. Yeah, it's 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 
Oh, you you sent me a snapshot of the book. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Dream big. Dream okay, big. Yeah, it's kind of a helps you work through what uh, kind of things you dream. I mean, the last one I just part of the book. I mean, this is nothing too earth shattering uh, to some of our audience. But one of it was like actually speaking what you're dreaming for. You know, whether it be like a truck, whatever. You might be dreaming about getting a truck. Actually speaking what you're dreaming. Yeah, speaking. Using words verbally, not just writing it out. Okay, like uh, t- like talking about it to yourself, like kind of like a kind of like using affirmations or something. Like, what do you mean? Maybe a little bit. It, like talking about it as if you already have it. No, it's not really about talking to other people. There's there's something. Oh, it's more like saying it out loud, like to yourself in the room, in your car, wherever you're listening. Yeah. What is the thing okay. that is in you? Not it might be a want, but maybe there's something resonating with you that yes, that is something that I aspire to become or be or want or have. So many of us just think it in our head and get frustrated. But when you start speaking it out, there's something about saying it that brings it into more of a reality that helps you well, it's true. that helps you get a little bit motivated. There's more we yes. can talk about that more. Um but there's something about writing it out. There's something about putting it onto paper. There's something just that one step. Yeah. Maybe not having the plan, but at least that one step that helps you go mm-hmm. to the next step. And so, or maybe realizing yeah. that isn't really the, your ambition. That's more like a want that you've assumed because other people have. So maybe you, that's an easy way. If you say it out loud, it's like, wait, that doesn't fit right. That isn't actually what I want. Maybe I should think mm-hmm. of, well, what do I want? It's kind of that mm-hmm. you're waking up again, kind of what we we're talking about before, unlocking who we are as an individual and maybe collectively as a community. Mm-hmm. And if we're all moving towards this unlocking who we are, that is just better for everybody, not just ourselves. It's not just about greed. It's not just about what I get out of it. But because I'm actually fulfilling who I am, that only and betters those around me as well. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. So Okay, so this is where my brain's at. This is where, where I'm not thinking about podcasts or, like, okay. you know, how to paint yeah, something yeah. or how to fix something because that's my life. Um, mm-hmm. I'm thinking about these other things, these bigger things. And, you know, my older girls are they're, you know, in their early 20s and my youngest one is two. And my oldest ones are trying to figure out what their purpose is. It's very interesting. My youngest one is trying to figure out how to say hello. <laughs> You know, goals. It all depends on where you are in your life, right? That's right. Anyways, that's right. So I saw this post on Instagram. This all came from this. I saw this post on Instagram, and I thought about you. And I'll get to it. Let me read it first. Now, pardon me. It's it's kind of later in the evening, so uh, me reading is not best. So if I fumble this up, sorry about him. My mic. Let's just uh, read this. So this is the message. This guy is Dan Martell. This is where I just came across my feed. And so this is what he mm-hmm. says. Messages like this make my day. You think real change comes from a big dramatic overhaul, but it's actually a compounded interest on strategic improvements stacked and sustained one on top of the other. Honestly, anybody can 10 times their impact for 14 hours, days, and sheer determination, but 100 times growth requires planning that starts from your year, your year and narrows it down to what you're going to be doing for the next 365 days. 
So step one, plan your year. Yes, your entire freaking year. Two, mm-hmm. have your morning routine deliberately designed to help you carp the F out of every DM. So <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And manage your energy. And fourth, eat right and stay hydrated. Seriously, he puts in it. Dream bigger, plan bigger, and then work harder than everyone else. Can you do that for yourself? And I'm like, that's the best post on Instagram I've ever read. Hmm. So it makes me think. You know, the next thought I thought of, the next thought I had was thinking of you. Because I've known you for what, 20 years almost? You're. I don't feel like I'm in the same category as that guy. That guy's really got his shit together. I don't know that. You don't know that. You just wrote something that was meaningful. Well, that's true. You don't know anything. I've wrote some stuff on a bathroom stall, and I thought it was pretty dope. Yeah. Like, pretty deep stuff, too. Like, I was there for a while, and I thought, hey, you know what? I'm going to let this out. Yeah. This this burrito did something to me. It's going to be a while. <laughs> but, no, like, so, so I, I look at you. We've had conversations. You've hinted at things throughout our podcasts, and, you know, we've had conversation off air for years. And, mm-hmm. and one thing that I've always admired at is what you do on a daily basis for one you're damn good at at figuring out your time at least i don't know how you fit everything in and and the other thing is i also know some of the the things you've hinted at this but your education or lack there of a formal education but you're not stupid Mm -hmm. and you've also are are fairly well read and you've accomplished things that some probably at some point throughout your life said you'd never be able to obtain so, Scott, today is your day. I'm going to ask you, as the ex- expert in this field of reading and doing. Oh, shit. Yeah, I think it's, it's time to go deep into the psyche of Scott. No, I'm not going that deep. No, but it's worth asking a few questions. Uh, I kind of wish kind of wish someone would go deep on me. Dude. Oh, that came out that, wrong. You know, it's not re- we're not ready for just a tip. <laughs> No, okay, so just, just you know, bazinga, oh, boom. So, so my question is this. Yeah. I've seen, we've talked about this, about you reaching out to some of the guys around you. You know, you've had some difficult years throughout the last, you know, 20, 20 years or so. Like, we all have. Mm-hmm. But what gets you up in the morning? Let's start there. Let's get, let's see, what, what's your, let's start with this guy's routine. Let's start with a number of things on the list let me grab my phone here oh morning routine like having it having a morning routine well you've done a few it's, things on here let me go backwards yeah you stay hydrated it depends on which beverage no yeah yeah for sure like right now like I, i've got a really nice spanish white wine that i'm enjoying and it's it's made from water too right like, so and it's nature just, it's all natural yeah and love and lots of love and sweat and this it's also mm. It's from Paris Balalta, so it's organic. So this is healthy. I'm also eating healthy because wine is a grape, which is a fruit, which means I'm eating healthy. And fermented, which is good for your gut health, apparently. This is totally true. Let's forget the sugar and the extra alcohol that could be consumed. No, no, no. But we're... I am a sage of good... This is organic. Organic sugar is better than the bad sugar. So it's beyond meat. Organic sugar... That's right. It's garbage for you. Anyways... That's another debate. Mm. I, I will not eat Beyond Meat until we're forced to. But but uh, what what you said there in that uh, Instagram post, it's very important to have a morning routine. Okay, what's yours? I think it's 
think it's crucial. Well, mine, uh, mine is to take your time with it. Okay. So uh, wake up extra early so you don't feel rushed in your day. That's that's always my thing. Like uh, Michelle, you know, my wife's the exact opposite. She wakes up 20 minutes before she's got to leave the door. <laughs> and she's, you know, and but me, I, I, I wake up an hour before I leave. And you know what, whether it's uh, do a bit of exercising or stretching, I go downstairs, I make, you know, Michelle and I um, some shakes. Um, I just take a moment to read if I can. Okay. It's normally, normally on the toilet, right. but hey. whatever. That's part of the routine. I shit before I go. Right. Okay. That is my routine. Take care of it. And yeah, absolutely. You don't need waste in your day. Um, but yeah, and, and getting up early so you're not in a rush mm. is basically my routine. But my routine's always the same. I wake up the same way, fucking miserable, sore <laughs> shit, tired. But I, I have to wake up because I know that if I don't get up and don't, I don't, you know, carpe the diem the shit out of it or whatever the yeah. guy said. I, I, I don't get paid. I don't get better. I don't. I don't have a, a family that will will look up to that supporting, you know, supportive, providing father. Right? Is, is that and one of your that's, motivations? That's then? my drive. That, that's you, yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's always been. It's always been like you know. I saw you know from an early age, and I never ever took it for granted. I saw how hard my mom worked. Mm-hmm. I saw how early her day started. I saw how late that day ended. And it was full every day, and somehow she she made that shit happen. She taught me good values that, you know, you get up early, you bust your ass, you know, be great at what you're doing because nothing else is going to pay very much. And, and, and just be great. <laughs> and it doesn't matter what the hell that could be. Like, my mom was a waitress, okay? And then she, of course, then went to work out for work, work at the airport years later but she was a great waitress she did it great everything she did she did 100 percent. she was easily promoted her work ethic was a you know second to none so all of those things kind of you know molded and shaped me because you know when you see someone that's providing for you you know basically working their nails to the bone you if if you if you're a smart kid or whatever, you you feel grateful that you got a mom like that, right. that you have a parent like that, whatever, your father, your mother, what, whoever it might be. And you take that, don't take that for granted, right? So my whole life, I, I saw that, right? So that was my drive. And I thought, you know what? When I'm a dad, I want my kids to see the same thing. I don't want them to see an, uh, a workaholic. Right. Uh, but I do want them to see a dad that uh, doesn't come home sit on the couch and crack a Coors banquet. Right. I want them to see a dad that is working his ass off, always trying to make things easier for the household, for them, you know, providing enough to put them into cool activities that they, they really want to be involved with. Right. Right. So, okay. Well, you know, I'm going to kind of expand on that a little bit. So we all know if you've listened to this podcast uh, at any length of time, even last week, if you listen to one episode before this one, good for you. Thank you for joining us. But Scott is like a coach. He coaches his daughter's little league game for soccer or football, whatever 
area of the world you prefer to call it. What, what it's soccer here? We're not we're not a bunch of pommies like Richard Big Smoke. <laughs> Big Smoke. He might call it the foosball. It's not the foosball. It's it's soccer. I grew up with soccer. Start taking a pigskin. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I still don't understand. Anyways, I don't even know what, how the word soccer came. That's a different podcast. We'll get somebody expert on that. One. <laughs> but when, what was the decision behind like the 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 coaching? And you didn't just coach it. You're not just you're not just putting a coach behind your name. You actually seems to do. You seem to do a one step more. Or like, what is it that? Why do you give that extra effort? Well, first, you never put the coach behind your name. You put it in the head of your name because that's the most important thing, not you. It's the position, what it stands for. Right. Right. A coach, it's Coach Scott, not Scott the coach. Put coach first. The position is more important. The purpose of that role is more important than the person. Mm -hmm. And you just hope that the person that's doing that role lives up to what that position means. What that position means is a mentor. You're you're a confidant. You're a mentor. You're someone that, uh, if you're working with youth, they look up to, and and they watch you, and 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 they need to grow from you. So you need to be the oak, right? You need to be a strong tree. Okay. Your branches got to be strong. They're all going to hang off you for different things and different reasons and different things. The and sometimes they just want to climb your tree and give you hell, right? Like a bunch of monkeys. But uh, <laughs> but the most important thing is making sure you put the coach in front of your name because that's the most important. Well, why did you do it? Why did you, like it's easier just? Oh, why did I do yeah, it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know why did I do it? I think it. Uh, why did is uh, uh kind of starts with a lot of people you know it's a volunteer position these are always volunteers right and uh my you know when when Deanna was uh three years old they didn't have any coaches uh they were looking for coaches nobody of course these are volunteer roles nobody wants to do them right to take up time and and some people are just very you know scared to do it mm-hmm they don't know the sport or whatever else, but you don't need to know the sport. You just need to know how to, you know, help kids along. But, uh, yeah, anyway, I got into it because uh, they needed volunteers. And uh, at the time, um, I was very, very busy with work. I, I was uh, I was kind of hitting a different uh, point in my career and didn't think I'd have the time, but I, I signed up as an assistant coach. And... Um, you know what it was it was great um but i i slowly had to take over the role um the the head coach uh um he didn't know the game uh wasn't able to make it um uh on time a lot uh wasn't able to make it around there a lot he was he was another busy dad right and he had another kid in different sports and so so i had to kind of take on that role and then um I still was the assistant coach. He was still the head coach. We still had that kind of whatever you want to call it, uh, you know, respect there uh, between us adults. But um, but everyone's going to respect the coach that shows up early, um, that's there before everyone else, that leaves after everyone else does, um, and puts in, uh, gives everything of themselves for that moment. And, and, and it's only an hour, an hour and a half, right? Like that, that is what it is in your day. But uh, 
I did it because I thought at the time when I first started that this is a way my daughter and I could become closer. Because for the first two years that she was in this world, she didn't even know I was her dad. Wow. I was working the, so much. I, like yeah. she didn't see me. She never saw me in the morning. She didn't see me in the evening. Um, you know, I was I was this guy on the weekends that like take her to go do stuff with mom and and probably she's probably thinking, Oh, mom's dating this guy and sometimes <laughs> he's dressed like this and so this is this guy's kinda weird. He kinda smells like someone I know. Right. right. But uh <laughs> but she didn't know who I was. So I took that opportunity as in this is something that I can do with her that I can be involved. So with. that that required you. If correct me if I'm wrong, I'm, I'm gonna guess here. How busy you were. I mean, you drive. I think your territory's changed since since she was three, but you were still driving a long distance to get to where you needed to go to do your job, and getting home for a soccer practice or a game took some. Oh some, yeah, the days. It must have taken the days just some yeah. some considerable effort to figure that out. Like, well, it's still the same way. Like so, on soccer days, the day has to start uh, very early. It just it's just planned like that. It's designed that way because I've since the day that I started coaching, I've never missed a practice or a game, right. and I really hope that I that I'll never have to miss one. Like I've, I'm very fortunate; I don't ever get sick, but. Um, I've just always made it uh, my highest priority. Hmm. And that's the thing. It's like, it's your kids, right? It should be your highest priority. Um, it's it's one of the very few things that I can um, say that I, I do with my daughter. And because uh, everything else, like she has a lot of different activities, but this is the one that, you know, she gets to do with dad. And I just kind of hope that she remembers the amount of effort and stuff like that you know the greatest gift that i can possibly have is because i'm also uh, you know the, the director of equipment for the organization that i coach with so i have that like a uh, board responsibility too so i have a, a locker room in in a rec center and my daughter will draw pictures and leave them for me mm. in there and so when I open up like uh, the file cab and stuff like that, there's like little pictures like best dad ever. Thanks so much for everything you do. Wow. You know what? Heartfelt moments. Right, right. Yeah, absolutely. And then, yeah. Hmm. So when I'm miserable in there and like yeah. cleaning Kicking the ball around the wall and making dents in the drywall. <laughs> uh, yeah. Or building a shelf like I did yeah. yesterday and today. And yeah. breathing in those beautiful fumes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you, you're making that little extra effort. So, I mean, what is that's like? What did it take to to get to the level you're at? Like, it was, of course, you you're saying that you you put some effort into it, but I guess mm-hmm. what I'm asking is like, what was it that you're like? Okay, what was it in your mind where like I need to do X Y Z in order to be the coach Scott? Because you can have the title, sure. Oh, but like, what did it take to to get to the point where you're oh, like? Oh, I don't think I'm any. I don't think I'm anything special as a coach. Like, yeah, it's always flattering, like how how parents and like uh, how our teams always you know stick together and like good comments. Like, I've never had a a bad episode. I've had bad kids all the time. Like, but there's nothing you can do about it. Right. 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 <laughs> no, I'm joking. But it's uh, you know, it's um. It's, 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 it's really, you're, you're going to get, you're, 
if your focus, oh, how do I word that? That's, that's a great question, but I, I, I don't know how to say it. There's a lot of, there's a lot of people that go into it, you know, and it, it's a job to them. It's a, oh, shit, I've got to do this. I got to be at this place. It's like another chore almost. It's a chore. It's a chore. Mm-hmm. My wife told me I have to do this or, you know, no one else could do it. So here I am. I'm the coach. And I've had those coaches. Like when I was a kid and I played lots of youth sports, like every single one. But soccer especially was one of those uh, things where, you know, it was weekend games, mm-hmm. right? So like, you know, you had these dads that are, you know, like I'll speak openly about it. Like you, you had dads that were, you know, hung over, not wanting to be there, don't care, couldn't give a shit. You right. know, right. you know, were pissed off that their kids were playing soccer, not hockey. <laughs> oh, but oh wait, it's my fault because I didn't make enough money to put them in hockey. And of course, that was like my case, right? So, um, but you've got all of these different types of characters, and then, but it comes down to you know. Uh, you know, a mentorship and what you see, like, it's unfortunate, like some, some organizations, their coaches are led by certain people that have a, you know, strict and some, uh, like a real competitive nature to them. Let's right, just say, right. let's just say that. And like unhealthy and competitively. Really, yeah. Like, and for the most part, like I, I coach community soccer, like we're not, we're not playing club level. Like we play top level community soccer, but um, it's it's different because your environment as a coach, who's mentoring you, right? I I don't know how how to say this. I'm kind of getting off topic, oh, okay. but like the the mentorship the mentorship program for coaches is what what would help, right? And I didn't I didn't really have that. Let's say when I first started coaching, okay. but I did. I did know how not to do it. Let's just say that. I did know how not to coach kids, how not to treat them, um, just how good supportive um, encouragement can be. Like my rule to always new coaches when I see them uh, and like giving out of trying to coach an instruction or something like that and they say something like what they're doing bad right away. You know, I'll, I'll... I'll try and help them. And sometimes they don't want my help, but I just, I butt in now. And I'm just like, you know what? She did this right. And she did that right. Now tell her those two things. Mm -hmm. And then Sarah, Hey, you know what? Next time you get the ball, I don't want you just to kick it away. I saw you dribble. it so great there on and back there, how you turned it. I really like that. Can you do that next time you get the ball? So just give two positive feedbacks before you do one negative you know, criticism, criticism, coach. Right? Well, okay. well, did you ever have a coach that was, was a horrible coach that you're like, no, if I ever get a chance or like, maybe not that, maybe, oh, yeah. maybe not saying that way, but more like, screw you, you suck. I'll never be like you. Maybe that was the thought. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, it was my father. Interesting. It was my father for years. So you're like, and it, you know, yeah. you know, what's so funny is that in the, in the last three weeks, he's actually watched me coach. Mm-hmm. He actually, he, wow. he, he, you know what? I was really proud of him. He actually showed That's up, great. took the time, watched his granddaughter. He was very proud. And you know what he said to me afterwards? He's like, boy, if I had only coached you like that. Wow. Wow. That was really nice. To, that was really nice to hear. Wow. That's, that's, that's almost like a, an apology. He loved, he loved, he loved watching me play. Let's not, let's, let's get that straight. Yeah. He loved how I played. I was very gifted at the game, but 
he had such a high expectation mm. that I walked away from the game because of it. Wow. I, I walked away. Uh, I was playing at a, a very, very good level of soccer. And I remember my very last soccer game, I walked out of the pitch and told my dad to go fuck himself. Yeah, and that was the last you time. Had, you had, had enough. enough. He wasn't even a coach. He was a parent. This was on a this was on a club team, and we were a traveling team. And uh, I had already scored four goals in the game, and I had a clear line. Um, could, you know, could have made could have made the strike. Could have made the finish. Everything was fine. I had an, a winger open. Wow. Okay, and I was, and it was a quick touch. I made the quick touch to him. He fanned on it a little bit, went wide. Everyone lost their shit. Wow. My father, the coach, everybody. Why didn't I finish? Okay. It was just a selfless act. It was a selfless play. That's all I tried to do. I had already scored enough goals. Right. The game was okay? you probably just, were winning it, I'm assuming. I had a break. You're never going to catch a guy that open and like yeah, I, share you know, the love. I brought in the two backs and I just it was a quick touch and it would have been a finish. Unfortunately, hey, it happens. These balls come spinning at you, touches your foot the wrong way, it spins off the wrong direction. It happens. Anyway, everyone lost their shit on me. I'm in the field, I'm jogging back. Okay? Yeah. This is a goal kick. I'm jogging back and I hear everyone beaking at me. And then right there, I just looked at my dad, and I just said, go fuck yourself. And I walked the other way, and waited. I waited for the truck ride home. That was an uncomfortable drive home. You want to talk about backseat drive homes? Oh, that was an uncomfortable I one. I bet. But that was the last game of soccer I ever played. Wow. And I, thought, and I thought to myself, every time I go coaching now, it doesn't matter what level the girls play at, whether it's professional or community, whatever, I don't care. I never want to have that happen to them or that type of behavior, that type of criticism, because that coach and those coaches and like my dad, what what he did was he developed an environment where that was okay. Hmm. So not only would he talk like that to players, the other parents would talk to their, their, um, their boys like that too. Right. So the coach's role is so important. It's so crucial because you create the environment you do right it, it you you're the cock of the walk well it, you know i i wonder though sometimes i you know a lot of us grew up with um either a teacher a coach a parent that yeah that put that kind of pressure on us where no matter what you did it wasn't good enough or you should sure. be doing better or doesn't matter what good you did you screwed up there i think but some of those coaches are great to have, though. But it's how they do it. It's their delivery. Mm-hmm. It's sometimes it's not what you said. It's how you said it. So there's there's some girls, like, so Deanna. Yeah. Like, for instance, like, uh, my daughter. I'm the hardest on my daughter. Well, that's... And she's like, Daddy, she's like, Daddy, why, why are you so hard on me? Mm. And she's like, because you know you know what? Daddy believes in you more than anyone in this, any anyone in the world. And I know that you can do it. I've seen it. And you've seen it. And I know that you could do it. Right. And she's like, well, I don't know if I can. I'm like, as soon as you believe in yourself that you can, I know you're going to do it. Well, I don't know if I could do that. I believe in you. I'm just going to wait for you to believe in yourself too. And then when you see it happen, it's like uh, it it was like one of our players. uh, It was actually the beginning of the year. 
I told her, I said, you know what? I said, uh, there, there was a game. We were up on the game. And I told her, and she was pissed off at it. I told her, I said, okay, Grace, um, you're not allowed. You're, you're not. You're not allowed to score any more goals with your right foot. If you if you if you have a chance on a strike, you have to you have to use your left foot. And she's like, "That's not fair. This is a game." I'm like, "Oh, it doesn't matter if it's fair." I'm like, "I think you can do it." I said, "When push comes to shove, I said just focus it, believe in yourself, you can do it." The very next up opportunity that she went to score, she kicked her with the left foot, and and you know what? She had the gall to come running up to the bench and go. Left foot. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what? I'm like, what? Like, she just proved. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. Boom. Like, She's yeah. pretty proud of herself. Then, eh? So, so, so that, so that appropriate competitiveness, you know, oh, yeah. nature is is good. Like, I well, had a, I had a gym teacher mm-hmm. my whole life, Mr. Jarrett. He was a, he was a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful man. But he was a hard ass. He was a hard right, ass coach, right. and he expected. But he knew how much to to push and how much yeah. he knew where your level mm-hmm. was, and if he saw that you weren't actually doing your potential, you were maybe you know uh, what do you want to call it sandbagging it, you know, sure, uh, 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 screwing the pooch. He knew that he'd yeah. catch you on mm-hmm. that, and he'd be hard on you because he's like, you're never going to hit the lid, and when you've hit the lid, I'll be happy. Mm-hmm. Then I'm going to teach you what to do when you're over that. Gotcha. Lid. Well, here. So we're trying to. Oh yeah, keep going, keep going. No, no, we're just. Well, he, we're, I have a thought. If everybody does that in their life, if everybody goes to try and hit the lid, and what they're doing, whatever it is, whatever they're capable of, and it's like, you know, sometimes uh, the world gets a little bit funny with these expectations, right? The the Anthony Robbins syndrome, I call it, right? Where everyone's like. Well, you can be whatever you want right. to be if you just set your mind to it. It's just like, oh yeah, just tell that to you know a homeless person right. in Saigon right now. Like, no. no, this this is about in your environment, okay? Where your lid is, uh, like what what your bubble is right now, right? right? Uh, like to some extent, yes, absolutely. There is a way for somebody to be something much greater than their current circumstances, but to get there, sure. it's not common. So. Yes, and to to think that somebody has exactly the same opportunities. I'm not even talking race. We're talking even economic. We're even talking like family structure. Mm-hmm. Somebody that comes from a yeah. completely broken um, home, where not only where not necessarily parents are separated, but you might have a parent that is like just just beat by life, and you're you're born into that situation. Yes. That's, That's a disadvantage right, yeah. from somebody else that doesn't have the same hurdles with the parent the parents are are, have less hurdles so it's not equal and i'm not talking race i am actually talking just situation um oh yeah no you you you're going to be you know your circle your lid whatever your jar that you're in right now is first going to be determined by your environment and then what you take from that like there's lots of people i know where you know um you know they they had similar childhood childhoods to me there was uh you know uh, abuse neglect uh you know lots of things and you know they went down a real bad hole uh you know drug abuse addiction alcoholism whatever mm-hmm. you know all the things that i do but i have fun while i do it um but they can go down bad holes right so then it comes down to you know what's your What's your fuck you moment to the to There's the world? A bit. What are you going to do? Well, about? I also have something else you brought up 
earlier with D. Uh, I always get your daughter's name wrong. I got too many Dinas and Deannas and everybody else, but Deanna. Yeah. Deanna. Um, something that you said that Deanna said to you, it kind of made me think. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, you said you like you as a father, as the coach, for her as a soccer mm-hmm. player, you know, you as as the dad, as the coach, know that she can do a higher level because not because you think she can or you hope she you wish that your daughter was different so therefore she i'm going to tell her to be different you're not saying that you're saying no i know you and i know what you can get to because you've been there before but then she comes back and says i don't like it's almost like she's saying without saying these words i don't believe in myself i don't think i can I don't see it because I don't feel good about myself. I'm not saying that's what she's saying, but I I think mm-hmm. of myself here at this lower. Oh, it's 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 definitely it definitely uh, a lot of it, especially uh, you know with girls, mm. especially with girls. Um, you know, a lot of it comes down to um, confidence issues. Right. Um, and there's and and unfortunately, we're not females. We'll never know that, but we can observe and see that there is a complex with it like they 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 are more complex species there's there's no but there's no arguing this but i I Um, would say my point is this and this is what i want to talk about i agree with you but you know girls have a a different social complexity to their life yes um than guys do but guys have a different social complexity than women i'm not saying it's Mm -hmm. easier harder it's different but my point is this is like how many of us hear the negative like you were saying we Mm -hmm. we we are it's easier to seem to speak negatively about ourselves than it is to actually listen to what is positive or sometimes because we're trying to mask a negative and this is i'm not saying this Mm -hmm. way i'm just thinking about it because we're trying to mask a negative that we believe in of ourselves or we think that we are we therefore almost um uh hype Purpleize is probably the wrong word, but we overemphasize a strength where it's actually us trying to hide a weakness. But sometimes I wonder if that weakness mm-hmm. is false, where we're actually not actually mm-hmm. looking at what we actually could achieve, where we're almost playing this game of, look how good I am over here, but I really feel like crap over there. And but yeah. that oh, people have that balance every day. Right. Of the week. But with Yana, have you have you have you ever hung out with a millionaire that's uh, right. you know, two hundred pounds overweight? Fair point. Fair point. But you know he's 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 not winning on all aspects. Right. There's sacrifices being made. Yeah. Uh, but in terms of achieving, know, they're, they're, in terms of like that 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 taking advantage of who we are and unlocking ourselves. Like as a coach, you're mm-hmm. trying to unlock your daughter. Like your daughter is is holding herself well, back a little bit, right? Where you're trying to give them the keys. That's where I would argue. Okay, yeah, yeah, let's hear you're about giving that. giving them the keys. Okay, well, right? okay, all right, that's good. So, okay, what kind of keys? Anytime you're trying, like, when everyone's got to unlock themselves. That's that's the prison mm-hmm. break, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone's got to unlock themselves. Agreed. You can have somebody in your space, in your circle, whatever, like, well, let's just use me as a coach as yeah. an example. I have to give them keys, and they got a bunch of keys, and they're all in a ring. And they've seen them all. They felt them all. They all know what each key does, what each door opens, sure. right? But it's up for them to actually take that key, walk bravely to the door, unlock it, and see what's on the other side. And then on the other side, they notice there's another room. 
that's really big and there's a door on the other side and they don't have the key for it yet but the key comes if they can go walk through that room if they step into that room then they can go get another key uh i use uh the analogy of video games like kids play video games right. a lot i always say hey right on you pass level two let's move on to level three let's see what the big boss got on store right and i'm of course old as shit so like of course you, you, you you're thinking you, mario brothers you meet the big yeah. boss yeah, 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 Mario Brothers. So, um, but that's that's the analogy that I use on them. Like, hey, I've given you this key. This is a key. Now, we use them in games, yeah. situations, and then I let them know very loudly and very proudly when I've seen them unlock that door and step in bravely to something and then go go for it that was great like that's everyone's got a key but it's up for them to unlock themselves so as a coach like you teach them you know like let's say you soccer for example you teach them proper kicking technique you teach them proper passing technique you teach them proper spatial awareness and how to turn and all these things these are all the keys right Right. but if it it, but if the the player themselves is not brave enough to use the key to unlock it they won't get unlocked then it comes down to like um like our when our team went to city finals, and and I really wanted because there was a lot of pressure, right? I could feel right. that they were parents really putting a lot of pressure on themselves, yeah, yeah. of course. And parents want them to you know you know yeah succeed at the highest of level. Course. But I've told them I said that the I told them that the the, the most important uh, medal that they will hold on. I, I can barely hear you. The most important. The most important medal that they were going to earn at city finals was a medal of bravery. That's what I told them that they that they were going to earn. I said, but it's up to them. I said, you will know if you've earned your medal of bravery at the end of this tournament or not. Because I said, you know what, you guys have have you guys have all the tools. You just now have to believe in yourself. Know that those tools are at your disposal. You can pick them up whenever you want. Use them. And I said, let's see. I said, the bravery is your choice. And I said, it's up to you guys. I said, there is no pressure. Don't worry about gold medals, silver medals, bronze medals, whatever the hell it is. I said, it does not matter. The only medal you need to worry about is whether or not you earned your medal of bravery. And they bought into this kind of analogy thing that I mm-hmm. created. And that was what we used. So our, our talk the whole tournament was be brave. Everything was about being brave, being courageous. Because I told them that being nervous... And I said, how many are you nervous? And everyone's raising their hands. Right. Everyone's, I'm so nervous. I'm so nervous. And I said, that's really good that you're nervous. I said, do you know what the next, I said, do you know what the cousin of being nervous is? And I said, it's courageous. I said, being nervous is the cousin of courage. Mm. And I said, if you're nervous, you know that you're, you're in a special situation. And I said, courage is right there to take you to make you aware that yes i'm here and i'm going to do something about mm. it and i said and then we're going to build ourselves up to bravery and bravery is when you get nervous part, right? you had the courage to put yourself there and bravery is to of course follow through right take the action yeah so that was that was the analogy that i kind well, of well it's interesting because to me it's like the, the, this girl's team it's you you 11 right yeah, community U eleven. Um, your mm-hmm. analogy though is a very mm-hmm. very similar to to what I, I kind of opened up with, like this idea of unlocking ourselves yeah. as a yeah. cu- as 
our own ability for the betterment, not only for ourselves, but for the community around us. That's yeah. exactly. And that bravery thing was the unlocking. That was right. it. Right. That's very interesting. Yeah. So, okay. So we've got, going back to that, that Dan Martell's uh, Instagram post. Mm-hmm. In in some cases, if we take the coaching analogy that we've taken and we pretend that it's a full year, you've taken a, a person, mm. you've almost, in order for them, to, for that, not just the team, but for the individual player to improve, to have the tools, you and them had to take some kind of inventory of saying, okay, this is where I'm at right now. I can kick the ball. I can move the ball down. But I, need to, I don't know this. I need to learn that. Those sorts of things. That's almost like to this statement on Instagram saying, planning out your 365. It's not so much I'm yeah. going to achieve this, 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 that, but these are the things I'm going to do. And some of them are prerequisites of something else. Um, yeah. Like you, you can't learn um, individual positions without knowing that you need to wear uh, the right gear or the right kit. Or you know, there's some basics you got to learn. Sure. Well, I'm sure, a, sure. It's not, that's not a, that's not hard and fast. You know what I'm getting at. Like, there's some prerequisites yeah. to different positions, to different plays, sure. and different nuances of the game. Yeah. Oh, abs- absolutely. Like, uh, so getting back to you, good habits. So some of the habits. habits. Okay, one of the habits I know that you've done in your past. I don't know how often you're doing it now, but um, I remember when we we first get going on on uh, getting to know each other. One of the things was the books you were reading. Why the heck were you reading books? And w- what books were you picking out? I didn't read my first book until I was 21 years old. How come? Not, not, I don't know, don't need to know. What was well, it at 21 you're like, I'm going to read? Not, I don't need the, the whole why you didn't. Just what changed? You know, every, every, uh, it, uh, I don't, I don't want to criticize my, like, my upbringing for, like, it, it didn't matter, but it really didn't. Hmm. There was not a there was not a huge emphasis on um, you know education. I was told from a very young age that I was kind of a mistake, and then I would just end up being a ditch digger. Mm-hmm. So I had that going for me, which was nice. Um, <laughs> so real edifying. I I I had a I had a I had a a, a work ethic, a, a a real big drive, which you got from your family, um, from your mom. You were saying earlier, yeah, yeah, from my mother. And so I had that, but I, I, I was missing like a, a, a lot of pieces, a, a lot of pieces of the puzzle. Some of the keys. Um, yeah, some of the keys. Um, I, I started surrounding myself with uh, uh, some people. Um, you know, I, I had an old friend that, uh, you know, we lost touch. Um, um, he uh, he, he uh, pushed me into uh, to books. He was, uh, he was big into um, personal development at the time. And we we were uh, we 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 were kind of doing some training together, and he was telling me about these books he was reading, and it was all about sales. Sure. Right? So like the both at the time, we were both getting into sales. We we're very young. I was twenty one years old. Um, I was selling life insurance at the time, and uh, but he was on this real like personal growth journey. So he was reading all kinds of sales stuff, not not just sales stuff, but just all kinds of good stuff, right? And um, one of the first, the the very first book I read was How to Win Friends and Influence People. And people might think, oh, that sounds like a really shady sales book, uh, you know, how to manipulate people. But it's not. It's absolutely not. It's actually rules for life. And it was, it's funny because 
Um, like you could tell by, of course, the way that I like I speak. I don't have great grammar. I don't have a very uh, large vocabulary. Um, but uh, I was addicted. Interesting. Like right off the pop, I was like, "Holy shit!" I have like I couldn't put the book down. Like I couldn't. And and then all of a sudden I picked up another book and I couldn't put that one down. And then I and then and then of course like well like you've seen my office upstairs it just kind of grew to this. And and then it got to a point where it's like, hey, you stole that guy's shit. Like I fucking I I heard this before. <laughs> this is from Tom Hopkins. He fucking stole his shit. But then you realize like you know years later that everyone's basically like made a career off of public speaking stealing everyone else's shit (laughs) right you know it's 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 kind of a laugh right right there's some there's some principles out there that if you're following yeah there 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 are some definitely some some real uh trailblazers in in you know self-help for sure don't get me wrong but uh anyway so i i started reading and and then i kind of fell in love with it and then of course um uh my my career that I'm in now that I've been in for the last like 16 years, it took away uh, actually just reading page by page, which was, which was really the fun for me. Right. I still, I still read a lot, but it's not uh, the books I read. The books I'm reading now, they're all in audio books and it just makes more sense to me because driving I can, so much. Right. I, I, I'm driving a lot and, and I'm not in phone service a lot. So I, I, I can go beat through an audio book um, pretty good. And now my, my, new goal for this year was that I really want to learn Spanish like really well. Mm. Like I want to go through a lot of volumes and this is my new goal for this year was actually learn Spanish and then next year maybe a different Russia language. maybe. Like I started learning some, Russia. Well I started learning um, 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 uh, Dutch like German. Yeah. Um, it's really something I still want to pick up but I'm going to start with Spanish because I think the Spanish will help me learn French because French was the hardest language for me. I, I still think I hold the record <laughs> for the worst final exam in French 10. I scored a 24% on my final exam. I don't think anyone's been that stupid before, <laughs> but I literally just gave up. I gave up. I felt so bad. I just whatever. But it is what my it is. junior high French. I, I'm and you're good. You're in good company because my junior high uh, French teacher for me. I th- I think I remember the conversation in the parent teacher interview accurately when she said, "Don't let Eldon take grade nine. Don't don't. It's just oh it's hurting him. It's not helping him." So <laughs> I'm like, funny. "Thank you." That's so funny. Yeah. To my parents' dismay. No, I just I I I I always I always struggle. I I, I struggle with memorization. Mm-hmm. I do. I have to, so like it, most of the books that I have, I've read them several times because comprehension is is one of my weaknesses. It really is, and I, so I have to do things repetitively several times till it becomes a you know in stone. Right. Let's just say in my memory. So you're saying you have a thick head. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. I have a very thick head. Everyone knows that. So, yeah, it's but yeah, no, I I always love books. Yeah, it's it's. I have I I had nowhere to go but up, right. And when you've hit rock bottom, which at the time in my life I did, and I thought you know what, I could have just given up, went down a road, and I knew what that road was because I had friends that were doing going down that road, and I just I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like you know what, you are a beautiful son of a bitch and you shouldn't be wasting your time. 
And so I just pushed myself. I pushed myself and I was uncomfortable for a long time. And you know what? Ultimately, the person the person I was working for to achieve, I knew was going to bring great things to me. Mm. And it brought me my wife, who I didn't deserve at the time, not even fucking close. Like, you knew us when we met. Mm -hmm. I was just like, I I was almost like a fucking rescue dog, right? You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure she was bringing me. (laughs) I know. I'm sure she brought me to parties and get-togethers, like when you guys, because you guys were friends before. And I'm sure she probably introduced (laughs) me like, he's, this is Scott. He's a rescue. <laughs> yep. I I found no him in Leduc. No caller. He was he, I know. He was he was in Leduc and it was oh my god, it was so awful. But I brought him in. It's so totally good. not what she said, so but good. anyways. Um yeah. no, she was uh very taken <laughs> with you right away. So uh don't worry don't you worry. Um the the um I guess I guess one of the things that uh I have a tip that I wrote down, believe it or not, uh, mm. and I didn't know I was going to be saying it in this in this show. I wrote it down from something else I was listening to, oh. and it, some of us, like I think you and I have, um, we're different people. You and I have different uh, hurdles in terms of what holds us back. You've never had to dye your hair, you lucky son of a. Bitch. I know. Look at these. Look at this. I don't Shut even know what mind. to do. Like I, I, I put in in uh, the Facebook, uh, sorry, the iPhone uh, emoji face thing. I put in some. Yeah, I saw. I put that. in some gray hair because there's some in the beard. But I, I just need to let people know that I'm oh, not thirty. My. <laughs> I'm tired. Of, my voice doesn't sound the age I am. Um. No, but so one of the things, like again, we're talking about unlocking. What are the keys? What are the things that get us going? How are we doing yeah. things day to day? What are the yeah the things that, but sometimes it could be as simple as what you f- feel in your gut uh that is maybe not your purpose but something you need to go towards it's you're you're holding back on maybe it's maybe it's that simple the morning routine like you're talking about I know that my life would be better if I did this maybe I'd read some more maybe I would look and find a, a mentor or ask and find and look. Because I don't want to just stay where I'm at, wherever that is. Maybe you're happy, but you and I were saying before, you know, if you've if you've achieved, if you say you're there and that's it, yeah. Well, start digging the grave in, in a lot of ways. For sure, enjoy it a little. You got to enjoy, enjoy no, your not, moment in sunshine. Right, right. Uh, yeah. Absolutely, enjoy your moment in sunshine, and and I hope I get there one day as well, where I'm like. Fuck yeah, man. This is as good as it gets. Like, just Jack Nicholson, just this is as good as it sure. gets. But you still are, you still are, you got to be realistic with yourself and nobody's perfect. So I'm not saying you should be down on yourself by no means. I don't think that anymore. Mm-hmm. I think, I think a lot of stuff that I've been learning, I was beating myself up for stupid reasons um, and uh, for whatever. Anyways, this is the quote. And I think this this is mm-hmm. a, a, a tip of the day brought to you by Johnson's Wood Floor. The real one. The real Johnson's Wood Floors. Just remember, uh, he's 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 done more than one. Trust, trust me. me. Trust <laughs> us. Thank you, Scott, for that. Yes. Uh, check him out on Instagram and on Facebook. Uh, get a hold of them for your installation mm-hmm. needs, for all your flooring needs, for your home or office or commercial setting. 
so today's just the tip is it was in the middle of somebody talking about something else on some YouTube thing. I don't even want to mention the name um, because okay. he said it so quickly. I don't even think he realized what he said. But okay. this is it. Um, hold on, holding on to the idea of perfection when holding on to perfection um, actually is preventing the solution. Why are you holding on to the idea of perfection? And holding on to perfection actually is preventing the solution. It's true. That applies to so many different things. And some of, can, some of, some of it is like, oh, my morning routine, I need to be like doing like, you know, 50 sit-ups, 50, 50 squats. We gotta sure. be, I got to be at this level. If I start, Absolutely. it's got to be there. Maybe it's five yeah. sit-ups. Maybe it's one push-up. Yeah. It doesn't have to be perfect. Maybe it's just the idea that you – maybe it's just being aware that that's what you should be doing. Right. And it starts but from there. It starts from right. knowing that there is a problem. Okay? There's a reason why we have those pain sensors yeah. in our nervous system. It's to make sure that we know, don't fucking do that anymore. That hurts. Yeah. And we have those good sensors too. Yeah, that's you right. You know, that do whatever means the dopamine shit, right. whatever the fuck well, it is. Us. But we have those good sensors right. in us that go, man... If I just do this, and and I too believe in starting small, I really do. Like I told my wife that when we first started dating. <laughs> bad joke, bad joke, dad joke. Anyway, it's a fucking, it's a dad joke. But um, you 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 should like you should start small. Like right now, um, my uh, my biggest lacking thing for me right now is my is my physical health. Um, I'm, I'm a, I'm a little bit older than what I should be. And I'm being reminded that uh, constantly from my wife, from my body, from my moans I make and groans and sounds sure. I do when I get up and sit down. Uh, that is, that is what I'm going to, you know, crush this year for sure. Uh, but it has to start small mm-hmm. and I got to be realistic. And I, and I think that's the biggest thing too with people is that, uh, they have this goal. Like you were talking about like a truck earlier and stuff like that. Like, okay, I, I want a truck and that's my goal. But what what does that truck actually right. bring you? Like, the, like right. do, you, right. do you just need to be a smaller person in a bigger vehicle? Like, what the fuck is it right. for? Yeah. Like, whoa, Maybe. Whoa, what's the whole point right. of the truck? Right. Like, it, it's, this is, it, it's a truck. Oh, oh, so you want a new vehicle for what? For someone to notice you? Oh, well, shit. There you go. If you want to get down to the heart of it, someone to notice you. You know what? Why don't you be more noticeable? Yeah, right. And what what is it that you want to be noticed for? Yeah, right, exactly. Like, yeah, like I I knew guys all the time that had hot cars, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 they were they were they were socially awkward people, right? Okay, and but they had hot cars, and they thought that if you know what, if I work my ass off, I get a hot car, people are going to notice me, girls are going to notice me. And and I, I and I remember telling people this all the time. I'm like, hey man, you got a hot car. But I said, what's so hot about you? Right. Because I said at the end of the day, You're not t- maybe a chick's going to get in the car, but she's going to be like, uh, just drop me off in the corner. Right. Well, what's so great about you? What the, like, tell me about the guy that worked his ass off, his, you know, ball sweat stripping down the stairs because I worked 14 hours a day so I could afford this Honda Civic. <laughs> yeah, tripped out. You know right, 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 right. The, the the SI tripped out, <laughs> uh, but you know, 
tell me about him. What's so great about him? Tell me about that sacrifice and tell yourself about that sacrifice you made because there there lies the key. And then if you want to take that, then you can unlock yourself. But that's I think that's what it kind of comes down right. to is that, you know, your why... That's that's a big thing. I think I, I think a lot of people these days, public speakers, talk about like you got to find your why. You know, my why is very simple. I just want to wake up the next day and just do it a little better than I did the day before. And my why is very simple. Like, sure, there's some people that got some high goals. I don't set very high goals. I really don't. Your, your goals seem I really don't realistic. Like your goals are like. You can my, say them. You clearly, my goals are, you, they're clear to you. Yeah. Yeah. My my goals. My and, and don't get me wrong. I used to have big goals, and I still have some goals that aren't that that seem unattainable. But I do know that if I did this little thing and this little thing and that little thing and this little thing, and over the course of a period of time, over a course of a you know your career, I will obtain that. But I'm not making that my pressure point right. you know it's what not, i mean like everyone's got their pressure right. point i make my pressure point is waking up in the morning and doing 50 sit-ups right. that's my pressure point now it's a very small pressure point okay i'm not making it oh i want to be able to have my kids education paid for by my riff yeah. okay that's not that's just unrealistic right now i just right. gotta do these little you're things doing here. compounded interest in the goals that you correct. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. I like. I, that. I like. I like that I compounding you're doing interest. compounding interest that you're you're adding a little bit every single day. I like that, and it it doesn't just grow. Uh, one plus one, it's one yeah. plus one, then two plus it one, really then is. three plus. You know, keeps going in interest. It's so true. I like that analogy. I'm going to use that. Yeah. Now. So, yeah. hey, you know what? There are some goals you can get, and one of those goals might be getting the right cooler. With the right look for your spring break that's coming just around the corner. The coral. The oh, coral. Yeah, I the like the lime. Coral. But you know what we're talking about. We're talking mm. about our sponsor, Kalani Sports. Uh, you know, they're, I want a new, new tagline for them. But you know, you know the deal, guys. Go to our website, Two Dads Against the World. Go to Dad Mike. Check, check out the link. Pick your cooler, pick your mug of your choice. High quality. Uh, Tumblr is high quality, period. Everything that they do is great. And it looks great, too. You get 10% off at discount when you check out if you use the uh, the code 2 dads It's all there on the website. Kalani Sports. Um, and we also just want to mention, you know, shop local. We're still in this weird era. You know what's going on around the world. Do your best. Shop local. Support local. Um that's right. And, you know, we've got tons of great companies out there, from distilleries, Hanson's Distillery, to Avenue Appliances. Um, go check them out. Again, on Dad Mind, it's a great place to go just to check things out. Scott, I really appreciate you uh, taking the time to dive deep today and some of the subject matter. Thanks for uh, helping us out, help, helping me out. Compound interest, this, this sucker. This, what does it say here? It says... <laughs> We're gonna carpe the f out of every DM. Let's do it. Oh, what was that one guy said of the movie? It's time to carpe the DM, <laughs> or no? Ah, oh, shit, I can't remember. But it was, yeah, it was. So and remember, good. stay hydrated, preferably by using Kalani Sports mug. What's what's the what's the most influential book? I've always asked. I never got to ask you this ever since I've known you. Oh. 
And 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 you've read a lot. Of, what's the most influential book you ever read, and why? Oh boy, oh, that's a tough one to select. There's there's an author, I would say, uh, just going. Okay, uh, sure. Uh, you like his stuff? Yeah, Larry Crabb. There's a, not all his books. There's a couple of books I read in college from him. They were good, um, and some of some of them were like. More around the, hey, there's a deeper meaning to what's being presented in your life and in other people's lives. And understanding what you're seeing on the surface is okay. But really, if you want to do effective change or effective growth, you need to get below what's the surface. That's a lot of Larry Crabb's book that I was talking about. You can't just always live on the surface. Um, That's one of them. I'm really summing up a lot of his stuff that's a really tip of the iceberg i've never even heard of him larry crab like crab is in he's a he's a psychologist he's crab. a psychologist and author and speaker he's a psychologist yeah. okay um the the one though i'm looking at my shelf right now and it's called the anatomy of peace by the arbinger institute and i read that book um at a time of a very tumultuous like events of you know well you know of what's happened the last 10 mm-hmm. years ago. And I was just really, I guess, angry at the injustice of everything. And, sure. um, yeah. rightfully so. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it, um, right. It's not like I was like, Oh, I got what I got something I didn't want. No, it was, it was, it life sucked. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was legit. It, it sucked. No. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so my psychologist, my, my therapist at the time, we were mm-hmm. dealing with all these situations and whatever. She just said, you need to read this book. I'm just going to say it this, Eldon. You're going to read it. And basically, it's a story. Uh, it's Sorry, it's an analogy. So the use of story to actually get a very complicated sure. message about, about the analogy. It's not a textbook, but there's a lot of data in it. And it's from a perspective mm-hmm. of uh, a parent, mostly a father, dropping off their child at a, a addiction boot camp. And so, yeah. but there was a requirement for every family member to stay back for three days to take a lesson by the founders of this boot camp who are, one was an Israeli and one was a Palestinian. And they used their experience oh. of, of going, uh, becoming peaceful towards each other and the misunderstandings yes. of each of the ways they were yes. raised or yes. information bias to to some of the things that the parents were experiencing with their kids. So their kids were addicts. They had done bad things. They loved their kids. Mm-hmm. And it went through this whole dynamic of this father's anger through to not just acceptance, but to a deeper understanding of their son's situation, but more so mm-hmm. their own situation, their own issues. And in order to truly have peace with somebody else that has wronged you, you have to have peace with yourself. Mm-hmm. It's Correct. kind of a, it's a long-winded way. There's a lot more to that book than just that. But it's really about, you know, sometimes you can't, you cannot truly expect the other side to be at peace with themselves or with you. But you have to have peace inside yourself towards the other. Yeah. And, and so that's that's a difficult thing to do. In some circumstances, yeah. and I was in one of those circumstances where 
I would never really get that piece from the other person. Yeah. And so that, that's kind of that. I think that book was one of those. Um, that reminds that reminds me a lot of like my dad and I. Yeah, that's 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 right. how our conversation started. You know, we never talked to each other for 16 years. And finally, I just called them up and I said, hey, you know what? Do you have a granddaughter? Do you want to meet right. her? Right. And, you know, I know he was uncomfortable with the whole situation. But I said, I'll tell you what. I said, I forgive you. Mm-hmm. I do. Mm-hmm. I forgive you. And I said, a lot of shit went down. Okay. You, you fucked up. You were a shit dad. <laughs> but I said, I'm going to give you a choice right now. Do you want to be a shit grandpa? Right. It's up to you. I'll leave that on your court. And he's and and he couldn't believe that you know that that second chances could be real, right? Because right. he he was obviously in a point of his life of reflection. Okay. Right? Yeah. And uh, and to have someone you know give him that second chance to, to understand, you know. Uh, but but I know what you yeah. mean. I had to be in that situation of peace with myself. I had to be. Um, you know, confident and, 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 and at peace with who I was and where I was and uh, to to allow that to happen. And I'm not saying you need that to forgive someone. I'm just saying that in my situation, it did help. Yeah. I was in a very good place. I was very planned and purposeful of having a family and wanting to be a good dad. And I thought, you know what? I want to give this opportunity yeah. to my father to to have a chance to know his granddaughter, mm. right? Yeah, that was a, that was a kind of a funny yeah. reminder of that. Um, but um, I, I think it's important. I, I'm i not, I'm always leery of self-help, you know, quote, unquote, self-help books that are like, rah, rah, sure. rah, you're the best. Yeah. Uh, yeah I'm like, yeah, okay, sure. well, yeah. all right. I get a kick out yeah, of yeah. them now. Uh, it's kind of like, well, okay, well, what are you trying to sell me? Are you, what kind of program are you trying to, what kind of club are you? What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. But um, I guess... You know, I've committed for all my readers. You'll see, <laughs> yeah, you'll see yeah, five hundred dollars right. on my next I mean, great way to make money you know, seminar. Right, right. It's it's yeah. it's, it's uh, the followers the followership sheep mentality that can happen. <laughs> we should get sure. we should you know what are we doing? We're not making millions off of it. We should change. What, what are, are we, we doing? doing? Just coming to you just shortly in a few months from now. Come to the Elder Church. Elder Church. Elder Church. Coming you. to you. <laughs> Sunday. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Free. And for those select few that choose, just a small fee of $7,524.99, you'll get a year's Ooh, like worth of mentorship. Kept it underneath 25. AKA two hours Boom. of my time every single month. That's it. Um, That's what it was. No, I, I think, you know, I think that it's important that, uh, like, as humans, we must realize that we are we are constantly trying to understand things ourselves others mm-hmm. the world around us and one of the best ways of doing that is through books and sure just because there's something about the written word even the spoken word that is just it, it's it's different than something straight movies or videos or that kind of stuff Mm-hmm. Anyways, so I'm I'm trying to do a, a book a book a month. I've committed myself to at least that, if not more. But so mm-hmm. so that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. Anyways, Scott, we should wrap this up. It's been great. Thank you, thank you for your uh, for your honesty and your time there. And uh, I didn't do anything. But yeah, well, sure, sure you didn't. But um, 
I got rid of this Spanish wine. You're welcome. It's burning a hole in my wine cellar. Well, I'm glad I could help you out there. Well, we'll talk to you later, Scott. Thanks very much. And everybody else, thank thank you. you. Everybody.